Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching. Fashion trends. Pep talks where we give advice. Mental health moments. And games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hello, you. Welcome to the Football Rebel. My name's Marcus Speller and Jim Campbell's here. Hello. Luke Moore's back from the Straw Bear Festival. All right. And Pete Donaldson. Hello. The, the bariest of them all. Yes. right everybody the football ramble in your ears once again the straw bear festival Luke yeah well I don't know if we've got time to go into it I just explained yeah. to you off before the show but I, I think mean, it's best you don't I tell you if people do want to get in touch <laughs> and ask me about it I'll happily help them out on Twitter or whatever yeah. it's not a good look is it uh-huh. but you what well, the jumper he's bought <laughs> well the jumper's quite nice it is Thank nice you. it's just a uh, common or garden sweatshirt <laughs> that's all it is from the loom <laughs> yeah Donaldson would buy one of these mm-hmm. right? I bought this from the straw bear festival £16 Donaldson would buy one of these Donny aka PD yeah. he'd buy one of these from uh, um, beyond Retro in Soho for about 150 quid, I expect. <laughs> and I'd love it. Yeah, you would. And you'd wear it on the Groucho. <laughs> <laughs> only once, though, because it would somehow get ripped or stained. Yeah, yeah. Can't wear that you're like one Groucho. of the dictators, aren't you, where you're, you'll only wear the same shirt once. <laughs> no, it's, it's Isn't that Prince Charles with the socks? Is that know. true? Yeah, he gets, he gets new socks every day. Right, okay. New sucks every day. New sucks every day. We, we all know, uh. we, that's a lovely song. Yeah. We, all, we all know we all know someone at uni, presumably, I certainly do, who used to, um, when he moved into a, into student digs, would only use paper plates and just chuck them away. Oh, <laughs> that's wow. funny. That's, I didn't, I didn't that's know that. awful. It was the 90s. There's no, there no problem with we environmental had, yeah. sustainability then. We had China plates in the 90s. Hang on. No, but I mean, no one cared about the environment. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it wasn't the 90s, though, was it? Well, it was to start with. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Bloody time. Yeah. Um, Marched on. So, I, you, so, you'd, so you got rid of the CFC emitting hairsprays <laughs> and yeah. introduced the Pepper Blitz. It was the Exxon Mobile era. <laughs> I tell you what, um, a, a, a chap who lives ne- who lived next door to me in student digs, once he got a package sent through for his mother, I kid you not, he pulled it out, new pair of boxer shorts. Nice. Oh. Just, just one. one. Yeah. yeah, just one. My, just one. Um, these will, these my, will see you through the term. I think I, think <laughs> I tweeted from the fo- uh, Football Rumble account on Christmas Day, I received uh, a cup that my dad had made on Photoshop, mm-hmm. which I think we may have mentioned on the show even. Uh, but he, to give it to me, he wrapped it in a pair of pants he found in the bathroom that belonged to me, <laughs> and then wrapped it in some paper. Well, to disguise the shape. To disguise the shape. Oh, but also right. send you your pants back, yeah. surely. Yeah, it's I know, only, but it's just a bit... Pete, I, yeah, Pete. I was in the same house, though. He just found them on the All floor and right. went, yeah, let's wrap them in that. PD, <laughs> it's PD. disgusting. It's only a matter of time before your dad starts photoshopping your pants. <laughs> oh, imagine that. That'd be a brilliant little sideline. If we can get your dad to start photoshopping weird pictures of you, we can start selling the pants. Yeah. Oh, what, pictures of me on pictures people's you, pants? Like Nobody wants whatever that. Whatever your dad no. wants, he's got... That's, a, that's a mood killer. Like, a I think there's a folder on my dad's desktop, genuinely, that has just um, cut out pictures of me and his family. <laughs> so he can do little little photoshops. It could be a good sideline, he because we, we need to generate a bit more money these days, because the, founders fo- the pound has fallen to it record has, lows. Yes. Are you trying but to drag it to the opening question? He's doing a link. He messed it up, that's the problem. Pete, link is going to link. Watch this link. He's the eponymous hero from the uh, Nintendo series uh, Zelda. Yeah. Mm. Link. Link. His, Heroin- name, his name's Link. Yeah. That, that's fine. I, 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 I nearly sure. corrected you there and said that it's the heroine, but it's not, is it? No, it's Zelda, hero, is it? Yeah, yeah. Now then, gentlemen, the pound has fallen again to record lows. It's in trouble. It's flopping. Yes. Mm. Um, so in light of that, if you were an owner of a football club, how on earth would you save money, Jim? A British football club, of course. Yeah, obviously. Well, uh, I think what I would do um, is... Um, well, I was going to say, actually, one thing you could do would be um, have loads of staff on less than the minimum wage, but loads, <laughs> loads of clubs already do and that. And it is a laughing yeah. matter. So, um, Mike Ashley's like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you can't do that. But on a, on a similar vein to that, um, what I think I would do would be get rid of loads of those staff yeah. and on match days have players who aren't in the club having to do a job in the stadium. Mm, like, you right. know, Diego Costa at the moment, you know, refusing to play allegedly and blah, 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 blah. If I was Antonio Conte, I'd be like, right, well, you're not in the squad, but you're going to come to the game and you're going to clean up at half-time. You're going you're gonna to clean up the beer spillages and no, you can't wear a mask or anything, Diego. You're going to have to face your public. No, could Antonio could Conte, I imagine he's come fairly close to <laughs> suggesting well, that. Well, yeah, could Diego Costa be selling the coffee or could they be a right sort of again you can tally that up and you, oh, yeah. you, you get sponsorship in we can't that's get a good way to make more show, money market. but good, good, good time for him <laughs> yeah. he needs more money yeah. 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 So, so that's what I would do I would, I would just have them doing other jobs um and you know what? What more motivation would you need to get your way into the matchday squad? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't want to do this job like normal people do. <laughs> and there was a lot of stuff. No, but if they know who you are, there was a lot of stuff on uh, goals and Sunday about that this weekend with Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank. Um, they said, "Oh, well, how's it different between being a player and a manager?" And he's and to cut a long story short, he essentially just described a normal job and went, "Yeah, it's really hard." So, <laughs> I was up. I was up at six thirty. <laughs> I've got to go in when I say I'm yeah, going to come in. And, and, and people are said, relying on me. Do you know what the time he used to finish? As in, to give it what a long. This is the time he used as an example of some of the times he finished as QPR manager. Six PM. <laughs> I tell you, he was not um, even a twelve-hour shift. No, it's not. I, he used to, I don't know if he. I, I'm pretty sure he didn't start. You know flipping burgers or anything but Morris Voltz around Fulham was quite a club mm. man and he would go around like with a charity bucket I and all forgot that about Morris Voltz yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. good man that rings Old a bell Voltsy. actually yeah. I like that a lot mm. he, was, he was a good club man down at Fulham Luke right I think people chairman and clubs should approach this sort of practically now we all know it's very very expensive in London 
isn't mm-hmm. it? We, yes. we all live here. We all mm-hmm. know that. Um, some of us even own property here. Um, and we all know how expensive it is. <laughs> Who are they? <laughs> oh, I do, actually. Yeah, it's me, I meant them. Well done, you. Uh, <laughs> I own a shoe I found in a well. Yeah, um, that's not... You're, that's you're, mine. You've got that on loan. That's, <laughs> that. that's um, mine. So what I would obviously do is tell these football clubs who are based in London to swallow your pride, stop having too much sort of um, your own sort of self-importance, mm-hmm. move up north. Right, <laughs> it's a lot cheaper up there. Get more for less. Well, like, you... I know about the fans, but you can get new fans. What would you tell the, what, what would you tell the clubs who are up north already? <laughs> Just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Have we got well. a club in the Pennines? Mm. Let's stick one there. I don't know if there are any clubs up north. I see what you're yeah. saying, Mark. Well, yeah. I can't really think of any that are up there. So, I mean, right. the, the London ones could save some money uh-huh. by moving up there. Mm. They'll get a whole lot of new fans. Mm-hmm. Move to the commuter belt. Yeah. There you go. For example, see? Milton Keynes is nice. Watford. That's north, isn't it? You could move Chelsea, for example. Watford. Move Chelsea to High Wycombe. Play your yeah. matches online. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> esports. Yeah. Overhead. Wolfsburg have got a professional esports team. Lots of lots of places up now. Yeah. They run, they do betting markets and everything on eSports so you, now. you have a go at the listeners for, for poor emails, and now you're just sort yeah. of... Well, we've got some more emails coming later, so we'll, we'll, we'll judge them on their merits. I know, <laughs> and, and, and I'm just saying, and then you, your comments there about about clubs in the north and so on, I just, I expect a backlash soon. I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> Peter. Uh, well, we know that printing things is expensive. Oh, God. P.S. by the book. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I just think that matchday programmes are a waste of paper. Right. Yeah. And I think the manager should have to come out before every match <laughs> and read out a, a memo program. of what he's written. Yeah, you know, you know yeah. like you have like the, the note from the manager in every programme. He's got that for another half hour before kick-off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Possibly the most pivotal time of this week. Where's the gaffer? What's the tactic? Just pop out. <laughs> you, you'd have to sort of, you'd have to combine it with a team talk, surely, but in some sort of code. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's, talking up lo- understand. he's talking up local businesses <laughs> to the people <laughs> in the car park. Imagine the players sat around the dressing room, where's the manager? With all the tactics, and from a distance on the big speaker yeah, somewhere, they, they, piped hear, in. they hear a, a very warm welcome to Leeds United <laughs> yeah. afternoon. It's uh, so Steve, I want you to mark, uh, and it's an honour to be in this <laughs> It really is. Uh, Philip, Philip, are there any Philips in football? Uh, Philip Lam? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. um, how much money is that going to save? I want, like Dragon's Den, I want another numbers. If you don't know the numbers, I'm not invested in this. Oh, <laughs> two grand. Yeah, probably. Do, does that. anybody buy, um, well, people do buy uh, programmes nowadays, don't they? Yeah, I was always I'm a fan. I'm a fan of a fanzine. As a kid, I was, yeah, I was mm. always a man who, who would go, oh, I wasn't a kid. I was always a man. I was always a man. That's not true. property. I'm a man now. Um, I always used to buy the fanzine rather than the official program. Hello, sir. I am definitely old enough to buy this fanzine. Exactly. <laughs> With its rude jokes uh, and cartoons. Getting players off the wage bill is one way of saving money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That often clubs have to do that, don't they? You can't sign Hit players. With an axe, to... maybe. Is this your, your resignation? You, you, you can't sign players too. So I'd follow in the footsteps of that chap in Ecuador, if you remember, and introduced to England the player chairman role. I like that. Mm. So okay. you said basically the best player of the week mm-hmm. gets to be the chairman for the following week. Mm. No, I'm playing. Oh, okay, right. That's, yeah. no, that's worse. <laughs> no! That's worse. I mean, if you gave, like, Balotelli or something the chairmanship, yeah. he'd be buying, like, fireworks what, what and trampolines. Why is Marcus the chairman on <laughs> anyway? Well, I said if you were an owner of a football club. Oh, okay, fine, fair enough. The question, okay. mate. Yeah, I forgot about it. He's <laughs> <laughs> got this men in black type memory eraser thing on me. Has Every he... time he says something, I forget everything else that preceded it. Oh, I see. Oh, the end is red. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jim's got the points. Yeah, Let's Jim. move on to the Premier League. If in doubt, give Jim the points. Um, you're d- you're, you are getting depressively worse at, at giving out the points. What? It's upsetting. Pete, no, Pete, you, no, you're, you're a shadow of your former self when it comes to dishing out points. Get better answers, mate. Wait, did you not hear, Pete? The end is red. That's <laughs> yeah, poor. Yeah, that's poor. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it's nigh. Um, a little chuckle. What about Manchester City? Is Pep Guardiola's end coming? I didn't think Man City were very good. <laughs> no. <laughs> Neither no. did everybody else. No. The perfect afternoon is how Ronald Koeman summed up his Sunday yeah. after the events at Goodison Park. Oh, his Twitter feed was glorious. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't mention that in the running order. You wanted to surprise us with that, did you? Well, I was, it's not really a surprise, is it? You knew I was going to mention it. You spent it. a lot of time on Koeman's uh, tw- Twitter feed. Not that yeah. much. Um, you if, get up, if, updates on your phone whenever he tweets. Well, I follow him. Jim, if there was what you, you, you want. <laughs> <laughs> Alerts, you idiots. <laughs> Pretty much every second day we'll get an update on Kuma's Twitter feed. Oh, what's up? It's you nice. do love it. You do love it. You're a pervert. It's, it's, like, it's like Twitter Inception. I don't follow him, but I still get the updates yeah. from someone who does I don't need him. to. Yeah. I don't need to follow him. Um, can I just ask you guys a quick question? If there was a zombie holocaust, an outbreak, yeah. and there's a few people surviving, and you could choose football players to have when the chips were down... Is this, a, is this an alternative opening question? Yeah. And I think you mean apocalypse as well. A zombie holocaust, zombie apocalypse, same thing. Mm. Would, you, would, you, um, would you choose... Uh, Yaya Toure. Is he a man to have on your team? Well, I mean, well, famously in zombie films, you need to run. So yeah. no. Yeah, no, but, no, but you would have him on your team because he'd be eaten and he's massive. So he'd buy you <laughs> yeah. vital time to get away. No, it's only one bite, Jim. No, <laughs> exactly. but, no but if they if they swarm him, they're going to eat him. No, Zombies don't just true. bite you and that's shuffle true. off. Yeah, that's yeah. the only reason I'll accept. <laughs> yeah. to have you, him, you've got to have a big team. As, as essentially, you'd have your artillery as bait, which sort of <laughs> it, it does sort of <laughs> emphasise my point somewhat. Yeah, I'm back, isn't he? He's well and truly back to what I'm we're going for. I'm with Jim on this one. Zombie Holocaust suggests that all the zombies are dead. Yeah, true. Well, actually, they yeah. technically are, though, aren't they? And then another film comes the after the zombie hol- holocaust. Right. <laughs> zombie apocalypse is fine. Okay, but, zombie uh, reawakening. Just, just to wrestle <laughs> this back to football briefly, I mean, Tom Davis for Everton had a fantastic game, and oh, I know wonderful. he's played a few games before, but this mm-hmm. was a breakthrough performance for him mm-hmm. against a big team on the TV. Yes. But I... I it is no exaggeration to say mm-hmm. he would have had tougher games for the academy team in midfield than he would have had against Yaya Torre. I, I, I know what you mean, and I take the point, but Manchester City weren't dreadful in the first half. They were actually no, pretty good up until chances. the goal. Did you see what I mean? And, so, that, and that in itself is a problem. It was a tidy finish from uh, oh, was. Uh, Which one yeah. are you talking from about? Lukaku, the the first yeah, half. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bravo. Yeah, I mean, there are some... Save something! Some absolutely <laughs> incredible stats about Bravo. Um, just... he, he has absolutely... He, he literally makes no saves. Yeah. He doesn't make any saves. Oh, boy, save good, something, good, good I'm giving up on you. Wait, but lovely distribution. <laughs> yeah. Great yeah. distribution. But, but, yeah. When, when he gets the ball out the back of the net, <laughs> he can boot it to the halfway line, easily. Get time, it right on the dot. Right on the dot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so <laughs> he's dropped the ball three times this season, which is more than any other goalkeeper, and he's conceded 42.6% of, of the shots he's had at him, and only Fraser Forster and um, Lucas Fabianski have conceded more than that, and he's conceded fourteen from the last twenty-two shots at him. The top of the list, of, top of that list, is Loris, isn't it? He, let, yeah. he, let, he lets about twenty-five. No, actually, I think it's actually Tom Heaton. Oh, is it? Okay, yeah, um, but Loris is up there as well. Mm. It's, I mean, it was incredible. It was Pep's worst de- league defeat uh, uh, as a manager. Uh, Manchester City, according to some publications, had seventy percent possession. Yeah, it did. Yeah, mm. it is. It's it's it seems quite straightforward the, to beat them or well, at least well, get at them. That's it, isn't it? We we started to well, we were saying at the start of the season, getting at them was, was what seemed to unsettle mm. them. But mm-hmm. Everton didn't really do that, did they? They just played their own game. They were patient. They sort of repelled City when they attacked them and and, and took advantage. Because I think City, they 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 just seemed toothless in the final third. They remind me of, of Arsenal at their worst, where they yeah. just sort of ping it around a bit and, and then it, have no idea when it comes to actually scoring. If you look at how deep. Um, Aguero, uh, De Bruyne was having to go to pick up the ball mm-hmm. and help out Yaya Torre as much as possible and you consider the fact that Sergio Aguero hasn't scored a league goal I don't think since the start of December mm. uh, of course he had a suspension now but that's his own fault um, <laughs> it, they, they don't really have a huge amount of cutting edge I mean, one of the things that's interesting about City I think is that 
it's not a crisis, though. I mean, they're fierce. And, and I, I do think, despite all this, and, and I felt a bit sorry for Guardiola in the post-match interview, because he is getting absolutely battered by the press yeah. in a way that someone like Mourinho, for example, isn't. And, and, and may not have picked up now, but they've had their problems. City started very strongly. United started very poorly, and it's flipped around. I don't yeah. remember people saying that Mourinho should have been out of a job. People, I don't think anyone's saying he should be out of a well, job. People are saying that Guardiola's already fouled in England. People well, say well, that all the time. Well, what I would well. say is that I think a lot of his, uh, certainly defenders, uh, they're getting on, as we've said. They need, they yeah. need replace, replacing. And the only defender he bought was Stones and Stones people are targeting targeting yeah, yeah. him and, and Pep has always said when he came to the club he said he likes players with a pause mm-hmm. he likes uh, players who um, who take a touch and stuff mm-hmm. but Stones he's but, just he, they target him yeah. and they're not giving him the time of day and the, and the thing is here Guardiola teams you look at the Barcelona and Bayern they're not used to Getting teams in, there, having teams in their face so much mm. because of the the way other teams play in that league. You know, Spanish sides don't really sort of press, and, and it's all blood, guts, and thunder like English sides stereotypically are. And they're not used to going behind. And this is Guardiola's got to work this out because if he can make them click, maybe make a few signings, whether it be in this window or in the summer. You know, Guardiola. You would have thought after the season, next season will be better for Manchester City. You know, I can't yeah. just imagine he's going to oh, go out with a whimper. Oh. But um, when uh, was it? Tata Martino took over. No, oh, or was it the the late Villano- Villanova? Villanova took over from. I forget which coach it was. PK said this about after um, Guardiola had, had left Barcelona, but he said, "Oh, we've now got a plan B." And mm. they didn't really need a plan B because the plan A was so flipping good at mm. Barcelona. But the, the, but the thing is now, he, he needs a plan B and maybe even a plan C. And with that side, as Pete says, one or two players getting on a bit and, <clears> you <throat> know, hasn't made one or two of the signings that he thought he, he would have loved. Bonucci, but, for crying but, out loud. Guardiola is, is going to be given time and he needs to be given time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But, but you, the, 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 the key thing for, for City this season is you could argue that in all the pivotal games, the pivotal games in the Premier League this season... If you look at them, they've actually only won two. They they beat United at Old Trafford earlier in the season. In the season, uh, they beat Arsenal at home. Other than that, they lost to White Lane. They mm. lost at home to Chelsea. They lost at Leicester. They lost at Anfield. And they lost at Goodison Park. Yeah. Th- those are the pivotal games they played in the Premier League. Barcelona. And as well, <laughs> they're not in the Premier League though. Pete, actually, oh, currently, currently speaking, but, oh, what? but they did, they did you never beat, know. They did beat Barcelona. Yeah. as well. Uh, but, but I'm talking about yeah, the Premier League. Well, the reason, <laughs> I, reason I say that is because you brought up the point about how teams in Europe and Spanish teams don't necessarily play in the same way that mm-hmm. Premier League teams mm-hmm. do to go after a team. Mm. That's my point. Yeah. They've won two out of those seven or so games or whatever, yeah. which isn't good enough. So I do think that they can they can um, give Guardiola time and that, you know, people are saying that Mourinho, I saw, I read something a couple of weeks ago about Mourinho saying he needs another two transfer windows <laughs> to start putting his stamp on the team. Well, well if you can say that about Mourinho, you yeah. can say that about Guardiola. Yeah, let's not be silly. We're not, we're not saying Guardiola is suddenly a bad manager and his team are rubbish and blah, 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 blah. But I, the, the point I'm seeing here is when, when watching Manchester City play is when he was in charge of Barcelona and Bayern they would keep the ball 70% possession they had against Everton but the difference was he had the likes of uh, off the top of my head you know you know, Lam Boateng at the back or Lam he yeah, well, played he's sometimes play, he's playing midfield and he's not and he's no well this is what I mean they, they do not have the solid defence that Barcelona and Bayern Munich had well, and he, the, he moved the, Lam the, out of defence you know to, yeah, to, to yeah, play right. in that centre which is the weird thing and, exactly. and, and, and the, the thing is I just don't want Pep to spit his dummy out which he has done before I felt like ruining a mm-hmm. it's uh, uh, Bayern, Bayern, he yeah. fell out with uh, Wolfhart, the uh, the uh, conditioning coach, or the, uh-huh. the doctor, yeah, or whatever. That's right, yeah. And he has consistently fallen out with people mm-hmm. who, 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 he, who he used to be quite good friends with. And I just hope that you're worried about he, his black book. Pete. I just you're worried, worried about, about him, you know. Uh, you don't want people yeah. getting upset with you yeah, all the time. The, the, the thing about City as well at the back is that Otamendi's probably been their best um, defender this season. Mm. Um, Pete's made the point about Stones, which I agree with. Otamendi was and, and Stones were completely bullied single-handedly by Lukaku all afternoon. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, and 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 the great the great uh, moment in point is when Otamendi and Lukaku had a bit of a set too, 
and uh, Osmani threw himself on the floor. It's <laughs> like. What, I know it's, it's a bit sort of old school in quotes to be talking about centre-backs being tough and being strong. You're playing against Romelu Lukaku, mm-hmm. arguably the yeah. strongest centre-forward in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. You cannot show that type of weakness against him. No. Yeah. It, it just looks ridiculous to do that. So they do need to think about that. I think the first thing they should do, and Spurs fans aren't going to thank me for this, but the first thing they should do is go out and buy Alderweireld, whatever it takes, just sign him. Whatever money it takes, sign him. Mm. He's, the best, he's the best defender in the Premier League by a distance, in my opinion, and he would improve them almost over night. Everton had a lovely time though. Tom Davis. Oh, he might be my new favourite player. Don't want to hype him too much. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> he no, sort of gazelled pretty... past them. Oh, that was brilliant. Was just nonchalantly taking two Man City players out of the game, like mm. strolling around the park on a Sunday afternoon. He looked a bit just, old school as well, he, the way he, he runs, the way he looks. He's got socks rolled down as well. And, yeah. and socks rolled down, slightly long hair. Yeah. I, think, I think I tweeted at the time, because of his blonde curtains, he does look like uh, someone out of Dream Team. Which yeah, is a UK television show that was kind of like a fantasy football kind of drama, wasn't it? Are we old? Are we that old that we need to explain that? Well, well, we have listeners from afar, far afield. That's, that's true, actually. Yeah, fair mm. point. The Tom Davis. I mean, he's, I know I'm making this point about Yaya Torre again, but. Tom Davis must have been thinking before the game I'm lining up against a guy with a hundred international caps here. he's won the Champions League mm-hmm. this is going to be some learning experience for me yeah. oh no it's fine I just yeah. landed down the pitch this is easy yeah, I know, this yeah. is so easy he's not even following me it's like that, that glorious quote that Ian Wright once said when he was looking back at the start of his career when he played it wasn't even non-league football I think there's a bit of a misnomer about Ian Wright he went from like Sunday league or, or you know the kind of football that we all play to playing against like professional players and he just went I couldn't believe how slow they were yeah. Adam Ola Lookman got his yeah. goal. It's, it's looking good for Everton at the moment, and you know if they can um, tighten up against the teams that they should be beating, the little draws here and there, and the odd losses. Yeah. They, they they talk about a top six, you know. I, I think they are um, uh, currently seventh, but you could talk about a top seven now with with Kuman if he can establish that. Yeah, take him away. He's on Schneider, and that's a good sign. Yeah, you know. That looks to be like a um, <clears throat> probably a, a sort of semi long term replacement for Gareth Barry, who I imagine mm-hmm. I know he's got a bit on this contract, I think, but um, he's not going to be around forever. Mm. Um, him and Gay. Schneider's a good sign. When Adresa Gay comes back Quite. from, from, yeah. from yeah. AFCON. And also, I mean, Kuman traditionally is very good at um, bringing young players through, and uh, he's showing that again. And right. it's suddenly that, you know three very exciting additions there to Everton's squad I wonder if that's anything to do with his Barcelona sort of hit history he thinks right if they're good enough and they're hitting because the, yeah. they must have some sort of thing where they hit the numbers that they want them to hit in terms of fitness and speed and all that kind of stuff mm. and you think they're, they're, they're sort of um, they're skillful and, t- and technically good enough I, just, I think Koeman just likes to throw them in and I think that's a good way of doing it yeah. but for him to play Tom Davis at home to Man City in a massive game on the TV is a really brave move and I'm pleased Absolutely. it paid off for them mm. there, was, there was also a good win in the Premier League for Hull City yeah. there was that blooming foreigner Marco Silva oh, no. <laughs> he doesn't know the Premier League he doesn't need forward. to. He doesn't need to know it. <laughs> and, uh, it What's very, to know? Very disrespectful to Eddie Howe, wasn't it, really, in a way? <laughs> yeah. For him to win that no game. No respect. No respect at all. Yeah. <laughs> I look like they've maybe got a bit of a new manager bounce, or maybe Silver is that good that they've hit the ground you running. You can imagine Marcus Silver catching a bit of Soccer Saturday and the way they're going on thinking, do they still play 11 v 11? The rules are the same. It's offside count. <laughs> you, must, you must think they're talking about a completely different well, game. You, you look That's at the right. big, uh, the big, the new manager bounce over at Sunderland with. with uh, <laughs> and Palace. And Palace. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> One point from four. No, yeah. None of them have enjoyed that new no, manager, yeah. English slash British manager yeah. bounce, have they? So <laughs> they certainly 
haven't. Hull looked like a, a different side against Bournemouth, didn't they? Yeah, it still conceded their penalty, though, don't they? They love that. Standard. Yeah. But Abel Hernandez was back, and he's a big, big yeah. plus. Well, the, and, uh, Snodgrass is thinking, oh, it's nice for someone else to score. Yeah. I don't have to do it all myself, <laughs> oh, you know. I, I loved Hernandez's second. It was like a sort of curled fizzer. It you was. don't really see very much. But I, I, do, I do think, with managers like... Um, I, I will, I will, it will remain to be seen what Marcus Silva is like as a coach in England, because, of course, he's only just started. But his track record in this CV is pretty good. When you, when you think of a manager who's a serious manager, in quotes, and I, I don't mean someone who's brought in to give people a confidence boost to kick up the arse and, and to save them for relegation, and in that I would include people like, I don't know, like Ian Holloway, Neil mm-hmm. Warnock, Sam Ardice, all these, Tim Sherwood even, these old-school type mm-hmm. managers... I do think there's a lot of merit in giving the, the managers who are actually quite thoughtful, impressive individuals a lot more time than you give those other ones. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's a decent argument to be made for someone like, I don't know, for like Tim Sherwood, for example, who, who showed, us, uh, showed a bit at the start of Villa. If you fire him after 15 games, I don't personally have a problem with that because no. he's, not got that, he's not got anything else in the locker. Well, you know what, he's, you know what you're going to get. Someone like yeah. Guardiola, someone like Silva, these classy, impressive managers... There's a lot more to be said about giving them time, and I would go as far as to say with Silver, even if Hull are relegated, I would still stick with him if he wants to yeah. stick around well, because he, he clearly can manage a project and do things long term. as Look well. at someone like Gary Monk at Leeds, you know, hopefully doing very well. Hopefully, he, you would put him in that bracket as the yeah. more sort of classy, thoughtful. Eddie Howe, yeah, yeah. Eddie Howe's another one. I mean, because you know, Leeds. It's are not in a case a of time. English or not English. It's just a case of how they no, are no, no, individuals. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's, it seems to be largely at the moment. But that's the English coaching system's fault. But it's I, not the fault of the foreigners. But I think when Silver <laughs> come in, if you look at him and the way he carries himself, he does seem to be like quite an impressive individual yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he turns out well he's nicely dressed on a match day and they went a goal down that game they did you know and they turned it around and they, and they dug in and of course there's an element of that they're trying to impress the new manager because they want to be in the team and they want new contracts and all that other stuff um, but and that's 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 as good as good as red but it doesn't always happen as we just said like it doesn't happen with I, Sam Ardice at Palace I tell you who else is another impressive individual Andy Carroll Yes. He's certainly a longer individual. (laughs) (laughs) What a goal! Oh my goodness. He had a lot of time to do it. Is that fair? I can't. Oh, come oh, on, Pete. Oh, hey. room. Pete Donaldson. What's wrong with closing the uh, big old player down? If he did that in Newcastle, <laughs> we'd be having a t- two-hour meeting before the show. Like, well, we could only dedicate how 20 can, minutes to it. How we can calm Peter down. We're yeah. opening, reopening the demon. That's all the yeah. player. Yeah. Not for the player, for that goal. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of a goal, a sort of scissor kick like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might be opening myself up to, to ridicule here. Uh, better, the, than, better than that in the Premier League. Yeah, oh, Ian Wright said it's the cleanest hit he's ever seen on a scissor mm. kick, and I think I can't again. I but can't think pace. of one that wasn't as well. As, Jim, as, Jim as the better struck. What, what backs that up is the sheer pace of the ball. Yeah, mm. it flew in the net. Yeah, it's is it, but is it just not flipping a nine that he cast their fit? Like, yes, he, of course it is. Yeah, I imagine Ugh. he's very upset. He probably, about injured, <laughs> he probably injured himself doing that. That was worth it, though. I love the bit about the way. If you look at the replay, exactly as he strikes the ball, his hair, his ponytail whips. Beautiful. Like oh. a ninja. Is that right? Nice. Yeah. Shows a little belly, belly off as well. Yeah. Was Pete Crouch trying to grab it? All the way from Stoke with his really <laughs> long arm. Really long Peter Crouch arm. Uh, oh, I, I do dear. think the physiology of Peter Crouch and Andy Carroll, they're completely different to every other footballer. So yeah. uh, you've Crouch got goalkeepers is... and stuff, but like, uh, what I was saying is that I think you need a specialist doctor for long players. Maybe you <laughs> do. <laughs> longer. Because it's like, <laughs> it's the difference between a giraffe Pete, and a horse, I'm isn't it? Si- I'm six foot three, should I go to a different doctor to you? Yeah. Slavin Birch was funny in the press conference afterwards did you see it yeah. the first question obviously because the press is, is the press was about Dimitri Payet mm-hmm. and he just went let's talk about Carol for fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> 
did he? <laughs> that is amazing. That's the, the direct quote is, let's talk about Carol, Randolph, Noble. Come on, for fuck's sake. That's, that's <laughs> lovely. Yeah. That is. Actually, Lanzini's goal as well. It's it's beautiful. Amazing, that well. was a brilliant goal. I wonder if... Um, it was a dinky actually, flick. It or was dinky, a, it was a, a textbook dink. A dinky scoop. It was a Barcelona, Barcelona <laughs> finish, that was. Yeah. But yeah. It, I th- do you think there's an argument, perhaps, that the team are a bit more relaxed with Payet not in the team? Because apparently he doesn't 100%. speak English very well. He hasn't made r- much of an effort to integrate himself into the sort of the dressing room culture. All right, Brexit. Doesn't really... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Send him on. No, Disgusting. That, Why won't that assimilate into our culture? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, that's a nasty trick, there, Pete. It's, there are some. Point. There are some places in the West Ham dressing room where I, you know, I don't hear a single Pierre, uh speak English. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's, disgusting. <laughs> it's literally wherever he is. So. <laughs> um, I, I think you're right. I think there's a lot to be said for a creative player like Lanzini, who is really a similar type. I know there's differences between him. He's, He's got a similar, some great goals. Similar type creative player to Payet. He gets a bit of room to breathe and. and and it's the same with um, a lot of the other players in that team. They're not always looking for Payet. The pressure's not on Payet to perform when he clearly doesn't want to or he isn't mm. able to. They could become a much more balanced, um, coherent unit um, because of Payet not being there. Mm. Um, and one thing that was quite interesting is I saw a newspaper over the weekend saying that, because um, Billich was complaining about Payet, saying that, we showed him loyalty. We gave him a big contract. Yeah. We expect loyalty in return. The newspaper pointed out that in 1997, someone did the exactly the same thing at West Ham. Yeah, yeah. he wanted to go to Everton. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do sort of think it's Probably disappointing. Probably would bring that up if I was with him. <laughs> yeah, because he'd knock your block <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah. I do sort of just disappoint me a little bit that um, Chelsea are starting to sort of get, find their feet, and they've lost Costa for a similar sort of situation, and, and West Ham are starting to pick up as well. And you know, yeah, you put these projects together, and, and things are starting to come together, and then a player that's so Important just loses his I, think West, I think West Ham are better shot, better off Pete, shot a player. I mean, he's not, he's not that young. You, yeah. you could have yeah. something similar at Crystal Palace because obviously they need wins. They're absolutely desperate um, for, for wins at the moment. They can't get them. But apparently Newcastle are interested in re-signing Andros Townsend. Yeah, yeah. we're yeah. him back. Benitez has is, is, is got an eye on the Premier are League they next season. prepping too early? <laughs> <laughs> well, bearing a, well, bearing in mind we need players because I think we've got 16 fit players for the Wednesday. Hello, hello Rafa. Are you trying to give me a call back in May? <laughs> <laughs> give me a call back in May. Yeah. yeah. Well, Actually, give, April <laughs> Give us a ring. Give us a ring on February. Yeah, I so tell you what, As soon as Newcastle back on top, yeah, let's uh, let's get a check. What, what I would say is that if you can't, I think Atsu is a decent prospect, and I think if it can get him, him from Chelsea, I think he'd be uh, a, a decent piece of work. Andros Townsend, he's playing in the Premier League. He knows what he's doing. He knows Newcastle what he's doing. are top at the moment, but I think Brighton have got a game in hand. They do have a game in hand. Yeah. And Leeds are on their way up. Peter right. mm. um, Spurs hammered West Brom just mm. as we predicted. I'm delighted I did all that research about Spurs home. <laughs> That was an hour well spent. Yeah, that throwaway line I said oh. about somebody say four nil. If this was like if this was like a, a low budget like Hollywood B movie, it'd be cut to a flashback now of me pouring over a desk with like a light going through <laughs> went, Tottenham Hotspur's like home record from like three seasons ago. Completely pointless. Did you like what Harry Kane said? Um, it's a bit of a dig. Uh, maybe Diego Costa he said that the Chinese Super League money wouldn't turn any Spurs players' heads. Oh, <laughs> oh someone it... someone's never met Asuka <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's interesting this this stuff with exactly that happening, isn't it? Do you think? You know, the Premier League are kind of a little bit worried just just very sort of newly into this new TV deal and just all these players getting their heads turned by China and like sort of the, the top scorer of the team who are top of the league not turning up for a game like I, love I mean it's like it could be like ITV Digital all over again two things yeah. I love about it what, what I love about it is that um, is that <laughs> oh Premier League silly money's fine but 
if it's Chinese food, mate, no, it's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's oh, too much. That yeah. is too much. <laughs> Basically, much. the Premier League now through like the rest of Europe feel every transfer window. And the second thing is, it, it is a delicious irony that the team that uh, and the club in in England, which essentially revolutionised this whole um, oligarch sugar daddy type mm. funding of a football yeah. club, and now having it bite them on the ass because um, Dio Costa looks like he wants. He, I think the, the most recent report I read about we were we were talking about Spurs. I appreciate that, but just yeah. quickly, the most recent uh, thing I read about Costa is he was offered. Uh, a huge deal as, as a new contract and he came back and said he wanted um, a deal which was £100,000 a week bit higher than the high stand at the moment which is Aiden Hazard and he's been offered something like £500,000 a week at, um, at a Chinese <laughs> club who've got the Chinese club in question I forget who it is but they, I think in China you're only allowed three overseas players and they've, they've dropped got, it down they've got one spot left I think on the field of play yeah, but they've got one spot left but whatever it is they've got one spot left and they want cost to yeah the it. Chinese government has sort of stepped in and said right this is getting a little bit silly We're all. I think they've got their sights on a world, I forget the which year it would be, but 2048 or 2050, whichever would be a World Cup year. They've got their eyes on that one. Wow! So that build. is some long-term plan. Yeah. Wow. I, I respect but that. Anyway, back to, back to Spurs. Yeah. Um, well, this is an absolutely fantastic stat, I thought. Right, Spurs had 73% possession against West Brom, yet they still made twice as many tackles against them. Mm. Wow. So, so that shows that you how, how much, yeah, how much <laughs> they were at, at it. You know, mm. West Brom were poor. I think there's no question about that. Yeah. West Ham were poor. It wasn't, it wasn't a vintage performance for them by any means. And Pudis sounded yeah. really, really did, sort of uh, despondent after the game. But they were Spurs were fantastic they in, a, in a different way. That was as good a performance as a Chelsea game. Agreed. Yeah. Well, what they do so well is because they're so like relentless and also comfortable within that. They force teams into making mistakes, and that's exactly what they did against West Brom. They mm. just, they just. You can make them play against themselves almost if you hit them that hard. <laughs> and they're, and they're, su- they're such a tight unit. They don't have the sideshows that other teams have. They yeah. don't have the manager mouthing off every every second match. Yeah, he carries himself very classy. I, I think I think it'll it'll get to about um, sort of March time and people are like, oh, hang on, they might win. I think the way Pochettino carries himself will suit him very well at Barcelona after. Yeah. after okay. <laughs> there we are, Cuban as well. Uh, we're going to talk more Premier League after this. Heads up, it's the Ramblers. So, you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. 
Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Before we talk about Premier League, we've got some emails with Pete Dalton. We have got some emails. Let me just press the button and the button. There's the, the big button. Email button. <laughs> have you got big a jingle? Email button. Got a jingle, Pete, for that? Or is yeah. he, he's just trying to find the email? Oh, emails. It's <laughs> a good one. Charlie Beerman. Hello, Charlie Beerman. Um, good day, Ramblers. Good Guess day. where this guy's from? New Zealand. Uh, yeah, is he from uh, America? I'm a Londoner, <laughs> but I have been living in Australia since the English summer of 2016, in inverted commas. Mm. Oh, big talk. So, last Ooh. summer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, as a lifelong... <laughs> Chippy, already. Let him get to the meat of the bloody email. As a lifelong football fan, I was a little bit gutted that I'd missed so much football due to the time difference, the huge time difference. I therefore decided to conduct an experiment to ease my pain. Instead of waking up in the morning and checking the scores of the Midnight kickoffs. I'd rely solely on your show to keep me updated on all things football. What a mug. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Mug. Needless to say, I'm a bit lost. I know Chelsea are bossing things under Conte. The Swans have had their wings broken in multiple places. Mm. Pardew's peril of Palace's despairing 2016. Uh, repeated updates on the best stadium migration ever and every single one of Mourinho's antics. Thanks, guys. Don't you dare change a thing. Thank so, you, Charlie. Fair, that's all you need. That's all you that's, need. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. Really. We're the colour so. commentating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Jonah. Hello, Jonah. All right, lads. My highlight of the week is this line of commentary from the ever-fruitful Jonathan Pierce. Harry Kane hat-trick! Harry Kane match ball! Harry Kane changing nappies tonight! <laughs> <laughs> Throwback to his immense confusion at goal line technology wow. at the 2014 World Cup. Jonathan oh, yeah. Pierce is very much an underrated provider of ramble goals. The, the commentators have become this, almost have this insatiable need to now make like social commentary as well. Mm, they yeah. have to make it, they have to give so mm. much meaning to it. And Martin's Tyler, who, a, a commentator who I, you know, ordinarily rate as just a pretty good straight on the line. Oh, he's commentator. a great commentator. Yeah. yeah, he has lost a plot with Rooney at the moment. <laughs> Every single time he wants to, he wants to dish out. I think it's since he had that Aguero moment when they mm. won the league. You know, yeah. Rooney's on this on this situation where if he scores another goal, he's going to break the record. <laughs> Every time Rooney would get the ball in his own half and try to go, could this be the moment? Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. Calm he wants down. to be there for it. But you you contrast this to the great. Barry Davis, of course. Yeah. And Davis used to say that he didn't like the chatty form of, of commentary. Now, Martin Tyler's a great commentator, don't get me wrong, and it's nice that you have slightly different styles, but wonderful, amazing moments of the game. When when Franco Baresi misses a penalty in the World Cup 94 final, all he says was, ah, what a sad moment for a yeah. great player. Yeah. And that's yeah. all you and need. that says more than anything oh, else. Oh, that's very, all you need. If you watch TV now, it's because a lot of them come through from radio, mm -hmm. but if you watch a football match on TV now, you very rarely get any sort of quiet. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's always constant commentary. And, and Darren Fletcher on BT Sport, he... He just he just has, has chats with the co-commentator. Uh, the, the, the trouble <laughs> is they're probably instructed. They are the, yeah. commentary is an extremely hard job, and and uh, that's not obviously, um, you know, if, if someone's I'm not sure I understand. <laughs> oh really? I don't know what I'm that there. is the most insightful thing I've heard on this show this week. <laughs> I, just, I think that might be uh, that who's that? I think that, that might be official, Jonah the, the official football ramble commentator can you turn, can you turn the cyborg part of your body your internet's leaking out again yeah, yeah. I was asking it to move my arm for me <laughs> oh fantastic wow but yeah, anyway I think I think we should move on is there another email I don't think I understand the robots yeah. are taking over yeah. uh, hello to Billy a Croydon lad living in Nottingham uh, my highlight wait is a little 
a bit of a dark one, but it's one that shows. Uh, but it's one that shows the true power of football as a healing power. I sadly lost my grandfather just after Christmas. As an avid Crystal Palace fan since he was a kid, my granddad inspired a generation of Palace supporters. Myself, my dad, my brother included. One of my favourite memories was going with my granddad to the playoff final in Cardiff to watch us beat West Ham. Football's great, isn't it? Anyway, this <laughs> week I've been thinking about moments to do with him and realised our last conversation had actually involved me breaking the news that Alan Pardew had been sacked as the Palace manager. Wow. Uh, needless to say, this was met by immense joy from my granddad and we had one last moment of football bonding, celebrating Pardew's eventual Selhurst demise. Mm. Since I've realised that this was of immense comfort to me knowing that my granddad went to his grave knowing that that... He's put words in there I can't use. Uh, was, <laughs> was no longer in charge of our football team and that I was the one to break the news to him. Football really is the best tonic to everything. Uh, P.S. Sorry if I placed the Keegan curse on the Tottenham West Brom game. <laughs> Keep rambling. Thank you, he, Billy. He, he sort of intimates that his grandfather would not like to have passed away while Alan Pardew yeah. was managing the team that he yeah. left. He just said, like, good night. So yeah. we could all get behind. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> Thank you for that, uh, Billy, and uh, sorry for your loss, fella. Excellent. Um, uh, back to the Premier League. Manchester United won, Liverpool won. Mm. The big one at Old Trafford. You said that Klopp and Mourinho in this round order. You said Klopp and Mourinho nearly had fifty cuffs. Mm. I think that's a. I think that's an overstatement. You think? Yeah, I love. I love Klopp pogoing up and down. Yeah, but they didn't. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't I, have I think, fisty cuffs. Wasn't he demonstrating that he was pogoing? That, that Mourinho was pogoing up and, and down in rage. I think. I just think Klopp sometimes loses it. He does that weird <laughs> yeah. thing where he grinds his teeth and just jumps up and down. But oh, what yeah. I love about it is it's not like premedicated, is it? It's not him showing off for the cameras. It's like oh, he has ab- absolutely just lost his mind for a bit. It's not premeditated either. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're losing our <laughs> medicated minds. Did I say pre-medicated? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even noticed. Yeah, what, what, have you, what have you heard about him? <laughs> um, I also like the thing about Klopp is that he, it's funny because he seems like on the face of it he seems quite a cool guy, like yeah, quite a cool yeah. manager. Talks about the music he likes and all that sort of stuff. But then like he does stuff like that, grinding his teeth and jumping up and down the spot. And then you notice he's wearing like really white, skin tight, pulled really tight laces trainers, which is not a cool thing to be doing. Mm-hmm. But somehow he manages to get away with being cool. He's quite I, imposing though when he was cut, was he was when he wasn't remonstrating with uh, Mourinho. He's a big guy. Yeah, I found it quite testy. funny at the end of the game when Klopp was saying that they deserve to win and Man United played a lot of long balls and then Mourinho was saying, "Well, we deserve to win," and they were playing a lot of long balls. Oh, <laughs> it was just a hectic game and it could have gone either way. Jack. I know you are. So what am I? <laughs> Can I just make two two admin points from this show? Particularly, please, please. there should have been two red cards in that game for our bet of the week. Yeah. <laughs> now I can understand. Yeah. That, I can understand not sending off um, Firmino. For the old shirt pull and the push, mm. but the, the Rooney challenge was a definite red. Oh yeah, the, yeah, it was. Studs up late on, on an ankle. England colleague. I know. <laughs> yeah, but he, if they'd have sent him off, he definitely wouldn't have got you the record in that game. You are never going to beat my England catch record. <laughs> <laughs> Pogba oh. in the box. Oh, no. Yeah, that was outrageous. He wasn't had a day to forget. He really did. It's, uh, Not he financially, was, but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he was dreadful at, at just defending set pieces in, in general, which was pointed out uh, uh, ex- like extensively on Sky. Um, but uh, maybe you need a tip from like a, a headerer like uh, like Fellaini, but um, <laughs> it's the, the, well. the defensive side of his game was sorely sorely lacking. Mm. And the, the thing with Pogba is, is he's been brought in as as an all round midfielder, isn't he? Like every aspect of of his game is going to be scrutinised because of the fee and because of the type of player we know he is, and that's that is sorely lacking. Now well, it seems like he either hits the bar or fizzes one just wide in every game, and that will click at one well, point. The ul- but the ultimate all rounder, James Milner, scored, yeah, and he he equalled a, a very special record when the full time whistle blew. When he scores, his team never loses. I heard about that. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. Has, that right? has that never been the case that's in his that, career? That's, that's, it's, it's been the case, yeah, that they've never lost when he scored. 46 Amazing. Premier League goals. I think that's in the league. Okay. Um, and in, his, uh, in, in every game they've gone on to win or draw. The man who has equalled, uh, sorry, whose record he's equalled, 
Darius Vassell. Oh, OK. Oh, wow. Yeah. How about that, eh? one. I, I guess both of those probably stand also for England non-21s. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Sam, Milner still worth. plays for them. <laughs> <laughs> across, across 270 games. Yeah. <laughs> now, you mentioned Fellaini. We often say that, that uh, you know, Fellaini gets a, a fair old dig now and then, but he can be a handy player to bring off the bench if you just yeah. need a bit of chaos. The yeah, trouble is, you don't know which box the chaos could no, end up, no. unfortunately for them. It's like playing with fire, isn't it? It's good. It's good. <laughs> He's like almost like a footballing hand grenade. Yep. He's going to go off at some point on the pitch. He just mm. hopes in the other team's box. <laughs> but on, on the Pogba thing, I don't like to see all the stuff that was going on around Pogba. I mean, you know, what's I know this makes me sound like an old man, but I've rallied quite a lot about individualism, individualism in football and stuff. And like, if we've got a player who's essentially getting his own hashtag and his own thing in, in his head, and 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 the emojis going around the the the, the pitch on on a board, I mean. And then he has an absolute shocker. It, yeah. it just shows you the futility of it. I mean, don't do this because football's about the team. Mm -hmm. And they could have got, I mean, what, what would have been a creditable draw. Uh, well, it still was a creditable draw against Liverpool. But had he not done all that stuff, I doubt whether he would have got a lot of attention about how poor his performance well, was. Well, at, at least find out what colour the uh, opposition are going to be wearing. And then it, don't it, stick that colour in it, your it hair. It a bit like that, didn't it? Yeah. Rufio. Um, Liverpool had 18 year old Trent Alexander Arnold starting ahead of yeah, yeah, Nathaniel Clark because he was injured. He climb. had a tough time. He had got bruised ribs, Nathaniel Clark, apparently. But um, yeah. Alexander Arnold had a bit of a tough time. Um, he did. It's a bit yeah. of a baptism of fire. Not an easy one to make your first, I think it's his first league start. I think right. he's come on as a sub. Uh, he, got caught out, he got caught out a couple of times. Yeah, it's yeah. a difficult one for him to come on. But then, is that the goal for younger players? He's thinking, one day I could have my own emoji. Well, the, the talk was that, I mean, I don't know if it's true, but the talk was that Klopp... Um, didn't particularly rate Nathaniel Klein when he was coming into the club and he was thinking about signing another right back and then he saw Alexander Arnold in training and was like, we don't need to because this kid's mm. going to be amazing. because so. Klein's decent, but then I, I think haven't... He, I think he's all yeah, right. Yeah, but uh, Klein played a sort of a diamondy shape in midfield and Man United had a bit of joy down down the flanks. But a good stat for Liverpool fans is that they, they, they haven't lost to any of the other top six sides in the league this season. Obviously, other sides have. You mentioned Manchester City earlier. Even Spurs have Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United. But, um, but Liverpool haven't. So in the mm. big games, they're doing good things, which is, uh, which is encouraging. If Man United had turned it on a little bit earlier than five minutes from the end, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they might have had a different it, story it, there it for me. Zlatan, it was great to see Zlatan lose it. Because like, everything yeah. about Zlatan seems to be quite sort of studied. But mm. then when he scored that equal, he yeah. lost it. He, he went crazy. <laughs> what normally it's, that's normally it's like, that's what you expect, that's what you get with me, point at yourself type thing. Mm, he, yeah. he went crazy. Come he, on, he let's, let's win this. And that's incredible. That's yeah. that kind of mentality and that uh, leadership that you need in those mm. kind of games, and, uh, yeah. as we've talked about before. And that's the kind of leadership that Burnley have got now oh, with God. Joey Barton. Right. I don't know why for the better week we don't just pick Burnley when they're at home because their home yeah, record is yeah. incredible. Mm. It was a lucky one. It was, yeah, yeah but but it's gone in, yeah. Peter. He was only on the field for like five minutes. Wasn't That's he? all you need. Yeah. They're, they're up to yeah. tenth, and they're, they're uh, ten yeah. points above the relegation zone. And I know we mentioned Tom Heaton earlier uh, in terms of um, you know how how you know little he's conceded from the shots that he's faced um, I think it's 23.7% is what I've got written down here so I know it is um, <laughs> and I, th I think you know we were saying last week it's kind of difficult to find new things to say about Burnley because they just do the same thing every week and yeah. largely at, at home it works but I, I think there's an argument that Heaton as an individual is as important to Burnley as, as basically any other player in the league is well, because they, they do come under the cosh and he does pull them out of it mm, a lot what, what you get at Burnley is pretty much the whole season will be this will be Burnley they'll keep it really tight at home and nick a win and away from and they'll lose. Yeah. That's, that's basically it every single time. Didn't lose at Great. Old Trafford, did they? No, they didn't. <laughs> Thanks great to your advice. man from Eaton. Yeah. <laughs> well, great advice, though, during winter, put the heating on. 
<laughs> there we are, you see. He's uh, already on, he's starting the game. Uh, yeah. him on. Yeah, Char- on. Charlie Austin wasn't there for a return of his old club, and Southampton do look a little bit toothless without him. Um, they're on the, a poor run, and they lost four in a row they're now. They're on the a, a poor run. The point I want to make about Southampton is does, does Claude Puel look like he could be Ben Stiller's older brother? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because yeah. I, I Puel does look quite a bit older than Ben Stiller. I don't know what the difference in age is. They're only a few years. Yeah, yeah maybe. I bet. Oh, really? Yeah, they yeah be makes sense. I think they're both in their fifties. Makes sense, right. but I think still, because I, I thought you were going to say Stiller's uncle. Yeah, well, I, well, I, I think we might be thinking of a young Ben Stiller from perhaps our favourite Ben Stiller movie. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I, um, yeah, that one. I'm, a, I'm generally a, support, a, a supporter of what, what Claude Puel's doing at Southampton. I think he's doing a good job. But they're, <laughs> what, they're losing a, four in a row? They're in a, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly, what, exactly what I want to be doing. Yeah. Well, they've only won two more games than the likes of Swansea, Hull and Sunderland. And they're better than that, You would on paper, yeah. certainly. So, um, I don't know. Anyway, we're going to go uh, abroad after this. I'm Linvoy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. I'm Linvoy Primus, and you're listening to the Football Ramble. Welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Don't forget the preview show sponsored by Bet365 out this Friday. We are determined to get the better of the week right this week. We we we, we should have had it. It wasn't our fault this week. It wasn't our fault. Referee mugging off. Charity. Referee Michael Oliver has not done his job. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Would you want to, we can't legislate for that? <laughs> and don't email in. Yeah. <laughs> um, about that specifically. Uh, let's no, to, just don't email in. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to La Liga, whereas Real Madrid's forty-match uh, unbeaten run has come to an end in dramatic fashion. Oh, God, yeah. Away to Sevilla. George Sampaoli doing a great job with them. I think they're only uh, a point off. Uh, Real Madrid, yeah, I think second to point off and Real Madrid, a point above Barcelona. Real Madrid do have a game in hand. Um, Jovetic, though, nice to see him having yeah. a good moment. It's his second goal against Real Madrid in a week because they played in midweek, didn't they? Um, oh, in the cup. In the cup, yeah, mm. they drew three all, but um, Real Madrid went through um, six through an aggregate. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, like it's, this has become a sort of quite tasty little kind of mini rivalry. It's, it's brilliant. It is. Sergio Ramos scored an own goal, didn't he? A really attacking header. He got the wrong end. It was late in the game. The ball came in and he's like, right, that's me. Bang. That's kind oh, of own goal. Other than an own goal that's the best kind of own goal for me <laughs> they, got, they kept header. getting caught in position late on like, over and over again Real Madrid it was, it was most unlike them it's only the second time in their entire history oh, yeah. they've been uh, leading with five minutes to go and have lost the game that's amazing jeez sorry that's amazing said manly Jim um, um, the ref was called Alejandro Hernandez Hernandez which I love as well beautiful Hernandez squared there we are to his pals <laughs> and we forgot to mention it a couple of weeks ago uh, Cesare Prandelli resigned as Valencia manager we were talking about how finally they've got a good manager in place and nah. he's gone I don't fancy this, nah. this is, what have and, I done and <laughs> your friend and your friend and mine uh, Voro yeah. the, uh, the Spanish uh, David Pleat well, it, he's, <laughs> in, he's in his uh, he's his fifth stint at caretaker now I'll tell you what in six years it's not, it's not <laughs> easy I'll always be here if you need me yeah. <laughs> well, I think Prandelli... they're gonna, they, well they're going to call that Jim the task of Voro <laughs> <laughs> hey, wasn't Prandelli you. annoyed that they couldn't sign Simone Zaza and now he's quit they have signed him <laughs> <laughs> Just a chair and him up having a dig. <laughs> what are you up to? You still in bed? We got him. He's <laughs> over the line. Just, See you later. Just to spite you. Yeah. You well, miserable he's, old He's sod. sitting in your chair, you prick. <laughs> yeah. Leave it. Leave, just leave a voicemail at the end. Um, and if you want to cut a ticket to the game, you're more than welcome to come along. <laughs> See him do the business or not because he's Simone's other. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to strikers, West Ham just get it right. Yeah. yeah. Don't they? Well, wait. No. <laughs> Andy, Andy Carroll got it right against Palace. Um, before we go to the highlights of the week, just a brief mention of Afcon. It's oh. the Africa Cup of Nations. It's begun. There's not been uh, that many. Sort of standout incidents or, or oh, the, uh, the Algeria Zimbabwe game was a lot of fun it was great 
I really enjoyed that game. No, true, but I think what's great with the African Cup of Nations is you do get some absolute belters, or you get like a funny go- the the keeper was it the Doctor Congo keeper with a funny celebration and all. Yeah, mm. you know you do get some uh, moments like that. Although I think Zimbabwe they had a nice dancey celebration. They, they played well. I thought they yeah, bullied, they, they bullied um, Algeria. Mm. They really did. I mean, Algeria have got a much better side than Zimbabwe. You, you, yeah, they, yeah. You get the impression surprising. with Algeria they're not as good at the back as they are going forward because some of the players I've got on midfield and up front are Mares, Slimani, Brahimi, mm. Bentaleb, Guardiola of um, Watford, of course, and but at the back. They, they don't look that great. I mean, they've conceded recently to Tanzania and Ethiopia, but um, Zimbabwe's penalty was very, very soft in that game. It they, was, they, yeah. they did well, they did well. But uh, one of the things I wanted to mention about this game is that um, Zimbabwe have got a player called Teenage Hadibi. Amazing. And he plays yes. for Chicken Inn. <laughs> oh, brilliant. That's close. And they've also got a player called Hard Life Zira Kevwi. Oh, lovely. His first name's Hard Life. He was born at the bottom of a hill, wasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and um, don't forget their player, uh, Marvellous Nakamba, as well. Amazing. They, they, they are bringing it home. That's, hill. That's Pogba-esque, is, isn't um, it? Is Danger Four Pants <laughs> from there? That, I'm that not right? sure, but he's another classic. Yeah. I, I, there, was talk, there was talk on Twitter, I forget who it was, but someone tweeted me saying a great, um, a great game you can play is NFL player or Dorset Village. Because there's so, <laughs> there's so many NFL player <laughs> names that are crazy. Mm. Um, but it's the same in the African Cup of Nations. Yeah. The teams like yeah. Zimbabwe, it's great. One thing I would say, it was good to see um, Aubameyang scoring for Gabon. Yeah. The host nation, you know. It was, it was a shame for them that uh, Guinea-Bissau equalised in injury time. Or great for those uh, the Guinea-Bissauians. Um, I'm not sure what you actually call someone from Guinea-Bissau, but maybe something like that. But yeah. it was but also it was good to see if you remember I can't remember if it was Gabon or Equatorial Guinea when they shared the cup Mm. uh, which one was uh, criticised heavily for no fans being there because they put the ticket mm. prices r- yeah, up yeah, so yeah. forgive me if it's not rel- uh, it's not um, relevant for Gabon but it was good to see a good crowd in that opening game um, Senegal beat Senegal beat Tunisia and, and Sadio Mane got off the off the mark with the penalty as well always good that, 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 that game w- was one of the best games I've seen in ages mm. they, some of the defending <laughs> from Senegal, the Senegal, the Senegalese defender I forget who it was now he almost scored one of the best own goals I've ever seen <laughs> that also happened in the Algeria-Zimbabwe game like very very nearly this Senegalese um, almost own goal ball come across the, the defenders with no one around him he's about 30 <laughs> yards out of goal the ball comes over C- clearly he's a right footed player <laughs> he swings it it was left it loops up goes 100 mile an hour over the keeper's head and smashes off the stanchion bounces <laughs> the line comes out again he looked like he couldn't believe his luck he looked like he'd seen a ghost I, I, I did like I, I've not seen a live um, African Cup of Nations match yet and I got really excited watching the highlights of the other matches yeah. I, I sat down and watched Ivory Coast Togo early on Turgid. classic opening match <laughs> it was awful for two decent teams the best thing that happened was Borny came on for Zaha so to Wilfried's Okay, exchange nice. places that was the most exciting thing that happened it's, it's, well, it's good for Zaha to be out there and get a bit <laughs> yeah, football yeah, good for Wilfreds everywhere yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. how many Wilfreds are at the African Cup of Nations I don't know email in yeah. 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 let's get to the highlights of the week Yes, okay, we've got some highlights of the week. Um, what have we got here? Uh, my heart of the week was, was generally uh, in the even standard today seeing Diego Costa training on his own. He probably, <laughs> he probably started a fight somehow. I don't know. <laughs> One of those uh, blokes in the wall. You know, yeah, they put yeah, those yeah. fake walls the over. metal aluminium guys. Yeah, probably uh, <laughs> took a dive. Um, what have we got here? Nick Wilson. Barry winning a game after signing players during the week in positions they needed. Funny what happens when you actually play players in the right position. Now, the context of this for, uh, for Nick's benefit is um, Barry won their first game this week in 
in 21 attempts. <laughs> They'd gone 20 mm. games without a win. That's and, loads um, of games. They beat Peterborough 5-1. James Vaughan, ex-Everton, mm. mm. still the holder of the youngest Premier League scorer in history, I think. He scored four goals in 20 minutes. A horn. Nice. So, but nice. it's feast or famine for Berry at the moment. <laughs> I hope they got another run when they don't win in 20. Um, Daniel Torsney said, uh, Paul Pog was shaving his new emoji into his head and having an absolute nightmare against Liverpool, losing his mind both on the pitch and in the barbers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a great one from Kenny Munro hello to you Kenny Kevin Lasagna being signed by Udinese then loaned back to Carpi for the rest of the season they thought he was ready but then decided to bung him back in the Serie B oven for six months just to be sure <laughs> <laughs> um, Lovely. this is from Rick Buren the presence of Tom Davis and Gareth Barry in the Everton midfield making commentators say Barry Davis Barry Davis oh, oh, yes. <laughs> like Marcus in his sleep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well played Sam well played um, and what else have I got here um, Fraser Hume got in touch with the Jonathan Pierce thing which you guys have already mentioned so hello to you Fraser Richard Lenani got in touch saying uh, both Patrick Cliver and Henrik, Henrik Larson's sons making their Eredivisie debuts at the weekend I bet you feel old now yeah mm. oh, I'll yeah. tell you Patrick Cliver's yeah. son I don't think I've ever seen a footballer's son who looks more like his dad apart from maybe Mini Vincent Company but, um, he, it's just like a regen Paul McGrath look Paul McGrath's son looks exactly like him. Mm. It's worth checking out. Cliver's son, <laughs> he came on, Justin Cliver, didn't he? He scored two. Mm. Is no, that right? he, didn't, he, he, th- he played at the weekend, he didn't score, but I think he came on as... I think he started this weekend. But yeah, I think it was he his first start. Oh, weekend. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. I, I haven't seen the goals, but I just, I just thought I'd yeah. share that from, uh, from Richard. I've got a highlight from Australia. Go on. Western Sydney Wanderers played Sydney FC, a Wanderers keeper. Um, he signed f- from rival Sydney FC, had plastic snakes thrown at him. Oh, they, they the like scene stuck- is so typically oh. Australian. <laughs> <laughs> they were, they were stuck that. in the net. The thing is, though, Australia has some horrible yeah. snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Some real ones. Genuine well, scary. He's the worst one, apparently, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> is that how you deal with them? If you see a snake, you throw, throw another, another snake, snake yeah. Out-snake them. <laughs> yeah. th- listen, next week, step up, throw real snakes. <laughs> yeah. Throw real ones. Ah, you've got to out-snake them. He had, a, he had an excellent uh, he had an excellent game after that as well, he which did, is yeah. even better. Kept a clean sheet. Yeah. It was nil-nil, yeah. So he had the last laugh. Yeah. Uh, any more for any more? I've got nothing. We're all done. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been a pleasure talking to you, everybody. Say goodbye, Jim. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Luke. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Pete. See you later. And it's goodbye from me. powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching fashion trends, pep talks where we give advice, mental health moments, and games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.